I've definitely dated my fair share of douchebags my time. <laughs> I just get tingly feeling my balls. Ugh, I'm spiraling. Oh my god, tell us everything. Flame emojis, left, right, and centre. Matt loves a bit of goth. And I need affection back. I'm really needy with that. I know I'm jealous. I'm the most jealous person ever. A relationship's like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. Highcity.com for you. I'll be bloody single and alone with 10 cats for the rest of my life. Lie, lie, lie. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At, we will be discussing whether or not men and women can have platonic relationships or does someone always have a crush. And to make things a little more interesting, we have invited Anna's new boyfriend, Michael, into the studio as well. Stick around to witness a real-life bromance. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. We have a very special guest on today's show, Matt. Arguably our most important guest. Anna's boyfriend, Michael. <laughs> Welcome, brother. Hey. Hi, Anna. Hi, Matt. Hey, mate. It's like a genetic miracle in here. It's not too often you get to share a stage with two of Australia's sweethearts. Oh. Michael knows the way to Matt's heart. Look, I am blushing. Look at me. Matt loves a compliment and Michael knows how to dish them out. <laughs> Thanks, brother. So, Michael, you've been Anna's boyfriend for a couple of months now. How are you feeling about listening to the podcast and your whole relationship <laughs> unfold on it? Sorry about well, that. Well, I've never been too good about talking about my emotions, especially not publicly. So, <laughs> to hear it play out each week, is, it's been a really interesting thing for me. Does it have you like second guessing stuff you're saying now to her and, and doing? Because you're like, oh, shit, she's going to bring this up on the podcast. I, I definitely take notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I take notes. I think almost every step along the way has been based on something I've heard each well, and every week. I know that Anna is really respectful and she does run stuff past you before she's going to put it into the onto our script. Is that <laughs> have you knocked anything back yet? No, not not so far, but I do have one thing I'm not too sure about. Ooh, what was that, <laughs> what? Anna? Well, you want to get the story straight, do you? I'd like to get the story straight. You on want one to thing. clear it up. Okay, clear the air. As you know, that this isn't the first time that me and Anna have been in a relationship. We've actually been in two relationships, and the first one was for 12 hours. <laughs> yes, going back to episode... Six? <laughs> I mean, if you're not too sure, Matt, maybe people should just go back and listen to all of them. <laughs> this is a great plug. Thank you. He's, on, he's onto it already. <laughs> so it was the morning that after we, you know, we made it official the night before, we woke up and the claim was that we're in a 12-hour relationship because I woke up, freaked out and took it back. Which he did. Well, I actually think that on, Anna... Let's, yeah, let's see what Michael has to <laughs> Sorry, say I've had my say. Yeah. I actually think Anna woke up and took it back, Matt, and I'm the victim here. I had to go back and listen, listen to episode two of the podcast, which is breakups. <laughs> All right, so you wanted to continue dating her. I would have at least gone 13 hours, Matt. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the truth comes out, Anna, you broke up with Michael originally, not him taking it back. I strongly disagree with that statement, but I feel like I've had a is, whole podcast worth of telling my side, so I'll just give you that one. Is this your first argument? On our podcast? It could be. Let's, I think maybe we should take this off air, Matt. All right, we'll discuss it later then. All right, Michael, I have a few questions I prepared earlier for you I'm going to ask. First one is, 
What's your favorite thing about Dear Anna here? <laughs> so personality-wise, I would have to say it's just her pure, kind and soft and gentle nature. <laughs> What are you laughing at, Matt? That, that wasn't a what? joke. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. The joke was the next part. <laughs> no, it was just a bit, bit cute for me. I mean, it made me feel a bit, yeah. It's I mean, you feel a woman's side. Yeah, it made me feel emotions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm feeling emotions too. <laughs> what is your one pet peeve about her? Oh, God, Matt. I wouldn't Matt. say pet peeve, but I would say one thing. They say the perfect girl is 80% hot and 20% crazy. <laughs> I definitely think that would mean that Anna's probably my perfect girl. <laughs> you reckon only 20%? Wow, she's probably tipping 25. <laughs> I feel like I'm being ganged up on right now. Oh, no, no. no we're just asking the juicy questions. <laughs> on that, look, you guys have been dating now for how long? Couple of months. Couple of months. Couple of months. I don't know the ins and outs, but was there any red flags early? <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Anna about you after. So there oh was God. there was quite a few red flags, uh, but not for me. They were probably for Anna. <laughs> are you sure? Or are you just saying that? Because I've here. I've got none. Anna, do you want to get out of the studio for a bit? And we'll discuss? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm happy being right here. <laughs> All right. So what were your red flags? What were these red flags that Michael's talking about? Do you think I had no red flags about Michael, as you know? And I think if I did have some, you would have heard them on the podcast because I've been very transparent with everything to do with our relationship which I just have to say Michael has taken very well like he's such a good sport like Michael does not like talking. A good sport is like (laughs) what you say to a kid at like sports carnival (laughs) that that, that got the runner up. No but (laughs) nice try. What are your son when he gets rejected by his grade six crush in black sport? (laughs) No but like I feel like Michael hates talking about his feelings and I basically put it out there for everyone so. Well yeah Michael did you did say that Michael's said that not everyone's like us and willing to talk about their feelings as much as we are. Not everyone goes on national television and they're willing to have a meltdown (laughs) slash crying episode on TV. Or start a podcast literally about their feelings. (laughs) Not everyone does But anyway, it's great to be here. (laughs) A little bit of me time. Was there a moment in time when you realised that I love this girl? Yeah, there there was a moment in time. We had a really, really nice day together. And we were out on her balcony. The sun was setting and, yeah, I just looked at her and I knew. Mm, It sounds like something from a (laughs) rom-com. That was really cute. (laughs) Michael doesn't talk about his feelings a lot, so that was cute to hear. Did you tell her then and there that you loved her or you saved it for another no, time? No, I, I saved it up. That was, probably the, up. that was probably the better time to say it, I reckon. Yeah, it was probably the better time. <laughs> well, on that, is Anna the one? <laughs> I actually got a list of questions. None of these uh, were on it, but do we have to talk to your manager and make sure that these are approved? (laughs) Yeah, I think she's the one. (sighs) (laughs) Matt's cheering up. (laughs) You heard it here first. Okay, we're going to change course because that got very intense very quickly and I don't want Michael to be scared off for life (laughs) because we would like him to come back in here eventually. Michael, 
The first time you met Matt, we went on a double date, right? We did, yes. We went to the South Melbourne market, yes. which uh, for those who aren't from Melbourne is one of the more popular markets in this city. It's a fun it's a fun place if you haven't been, definitely get around it. What was your first impression of our dear friend Matthew over here? Well, as he was walking up, it was kind of as if time had stopped a little bit. Oh. He was strutting towards me. <laughs> He was definitely playing the big alpha card and there was a huge amount of BDE. What's BDE? Big dick energy. <laughs> you know what? That is the perfect <laughs> description of how Matt comes across to someone when they first meet him. Look, I have it sort of the same. I remember time did stop. There was doves flying behind me. <laughs> I, was, I was strutting over. No, I mean, we were all a bit... Dusty, weren't we, from the night before? We were definitely dusty. The first question you actually asked me, Matt, was you looked down at my feet. You obviously liked my shoes and you said, nice shoes, what size? I, of course, thought this was quite a strange question to which I responded, size 12. And then, Matt, what did you say? Well, I'm a size 13. (laughs) And at this point, I said, well, I don't doubt that you have a very platonic friendship with Anna, but you definitely wanted to be the alpha in the room and you definitely wanted to play a game of one up to which I'm 6'4", you're 6'5". Pushing 6'6". I have a size 12 foot. You have a size 13 foot. I have a jawline carved out of clay. You have a jawline carved out of the purest stone. But I sleep a little bit better at night just knowing that I'm just that little bit funnier than you, Matt. I have to strongly disagree with that. But But I've just given you three and I just wanted one back. It's a three for one deal. Just take it. I'll let you have that one, but we'll, I think that I've got you by a country mile. <laughs> I love it. I love it how Matt literally gets three compliments and he only zones in. He just saw on, the one. He only saw he the one. He just saw the one. Okay, Matt, what was your first impression of Michael? Uh, well, when we were sitting at lunch or whatever you want to call it, drinks, I actually found you very funny. Like you um, matched my level of banter, which I was impressed with. So <laughs> that was pretty good. And then from there, we went to the footy. And I think the footy was was amazing fun, wasn't it? We were just having heaps of fun, you and me. That's when we really started to hit it off. <laughs> we forgot that there were even girls there. <laughs> our dates are even there. How, how the, is, the audacity. How is, the audacity. Our, how good is the footy with the boys on a Saturday night? Oh, <laughs> Can you ask for anything more, really? You couldn't ask for anything more. It was a double day. What are you talking about? I honestly forgot you guys were even there. We were holding hands at <laughs> yeah. one point. Unbelievable. All right, so we've spoken about the magical moment when we first met. <laughs> Let's talk about the magical moment when you first met Anna. So, it was actually a work event and yourself and Anna were there (laughs) as the special guests. (laughs) Now, I didn't actually watch Love Island, but I thought you two were potentially exes from the show because I knew Anna was single. What made you think that? I just kind of assumed and maybe it comes back to what this topic's about today. Like you see two attractive people together. They both went on Love Island. The assumption was just that you guys were a couple from the show. Yeah. So Anna had definitely caught my eye, but you were, you were both on a panel. So she was kind of always sitting there with six other people. And I was just looking over at her like all throughout the night. Giving her some eyes. I put it on the top of my to-do list to go over to speak to her, <laughs> but I thought perhaps I might down a couple more drinks before I did. So I got, I, w- I was actually outside <clears throat> when Anna was walking towards me. Yeah. 
So basically from my perspective, <laughs> me and that were sitting on a panel together and I said to Matt, as soon as I saw Michael, I was like, look at that guy, tall, dark, handsome. I want to go talk to him at some point tonight. Were you guys making eyes from across the room or anything? I don't even know. I was trying to make eyes. I mean, her eyes were, her eyes were sort of divoting around in different directions, but I, I attempted to make eyes at a couple of points. But failed. But failed. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember seeing you at the start of the night and then I remember it was like a break because it was a show and then I said to Matt, I'm going to go see if I can find him whilst getting a drink at the same time and you were nowhere to be found. So I was like, where has this guy gone? I'm a mysterious man. <laughs> missed your chance, brother. Well, obviously not, but I almost, yeah. I almost, he almost did. did. Yeah, he almost I almost did. missed my chance. Yeah. And so me and Matt, you wanted to have an early night that night. I don't know if you remember that. I do. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. yeah. I had to get up early. Yeah. And I had looked around for him and I was like, I can't find him. And then I gave up. I was like, okay, that's it. Like, can't see him. Wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. Like, if, if it was meant to be, I'm sure he would have come up and said hi. Like, maybe he's got a girlfriend. He's not into me. Whatever. But it is what it is. And as we were walking out the door, he was on the right-hand side outside having a drink and I said to Matt straight away I was like oh my god there he is and then Matt's like oh go talk to him then and I was like <laughs> fine maybe I will he's like okay then and I was like okay I'm gonna go <laughs> I remember being really annoyed that you were talking because I wanted to leave you were. <laughs> and I was standing there just like like holding my dick in my hand like, <laughs> well, like, like what am I doing well for me as Anna walked up time and space and all dimensions just stopped <laughs> And hey, you used that line on me before, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no, you, you just stopped time, Matt. She oh, also just... stopped space <laughs> and all dimensions. So wow. <laughs> she started just with more or less hello and we were kind of having a bit of a moment, but that moment didn't last for too long because then I heard to what I thought was the annoyed ex-boyfriend <laughs> yelling, Anna, let's go. <laughs> And that is exactly what happened. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> this guy is ruining my moment. So we had an amazing five seconds together. I mean, it was almost as good as our 12 hour relationship. <laughs> so then who caught in contact with who after that? I was in the DMs the next day. Oh, nice play, brother. <laughs> Flame emoji or left a bit more right play. and center. <laughs> <laughs> It's really interesting that you say that and you touched on it briefly before. When people see a boy and a girl together, you just assume that they're dating or exes or seeing each other or sleeping together, which brings us into today's topic. Can girls and boys just be friends? Let's get into it. First, let's start by asking Michael, what's your thoughts on Anna and myself's friendship? So look, it's actually a really interesting question. I've actually had friends ask me how I feel <laughs> about your friendship. Oh, really? But I think the things are really important and they're important for all opposite sex friends is firstly, I think once you meet the people and see the dynamic of your friendship, like I met you very early doors and I saw how you and Anna were together. So that probably made it a lot easier. I mean, me and Matt, we have like a very like brother-sister relationship and you saw that so quickly right to the point of like bickering 
yeah, we bicker all the time. Yeah, there was there was a lot of bickering. Like, I mean, I do know at one point someone did slide into someone else's DMs, but we don't need to air here and now who and what that was person. That was it's, like- uh, it's best to keep the past in the past sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's toxic bringing it back into But <laughs> as it stands, I think if you've met the person, it also helps too that I have a lot of female friends. So I understand the dynamic mm. of wanting those friendships. I think at the same time as well, having those sort of friendships are really important, especially for men. I think men that have sisters and men that have a lot of female friends become a lot more respectful and a lot more understanding of women. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I mean, I guess it's kind of like with you, Matt, you come to me for all of your girl advice. Like the moment that something goes wrong in Matt's relationship, I'm getting like 20 calls until I pick up the phone and he's like, please tell me what she's thinking. Like from a girl's perspective, what's going on? And then normally nine times out of ten, it's pretty on point and vice versa. Like when I have guy issues... We don't really have issues like with other guys. What? There's other guys other than Blake. <laughs> in the past. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In the past. Um, yeah, like I'll come to Matt and I'll be like, "What do you think?" Like, there's yeah. so many times when you've told me stuff and I, and I didn't believe you that you've called out or foreseen before I could see because you know kind of how guys' brains work, right? Exactly. It's just a little quid pro quo between the both of us. Huh? Do you want to just define that one for the people listening at home, Matt? Well, as you know, I'm a huge movie buff and on Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins uses it. And what does it mean? It means like I scratch your back, you scratch my back. Well, I'd probably like- prefer if you and Anna didn't scratch each other's backs. I think that brings me to my final point. It's a metaphor. Not- it <laughs> brings me to my final point that I think go. I'm all about it. I think it's really important to have opposite sex friends and I think it's really important to not kill a relationship by trapping people and suddenly changing the dynamics of who they can and can't hang out with. But mm. I think it's also really important to set boundaries. Like, I agree. No actual back scratching. Well, I mean, you can probably scratch backs, but you know where I'm going with it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's putting down. <laughs> if she really needs her back scratch, you can scratch her back. I'll, I'll let her save it for you. I, I, I don't need my back scratch, just to be clear with All right. everyone. All I'm right. good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> In a study conducted by researchers at the University of Wisconsin, they brought 88 pairs of cross-sex friends into a lab, separated them and asked them a series of questions to measure their romantic feelings towards their opposite-sex friends. The study found that whilst women were generally not attracted to their male friends and saw the relationship as strictly platonic, men usually had romantic feelings for their female friends. Not only were the guys more attracted to their supposedly platonic female pals, they also mistakenly believed that the feelings were reciprocal and they were more willing to act on perceived mutual attraction. Thus, the study suggests that women generally think that guys and girls can just be friends while men are secretly hoping there's a chance their relationships with their female friends can be something more. Matt, are you secretly hoping this can turn into something more? <laughs> Is there something you need to tell me, Matt? <laughs> well, now I think I'm on the hot seat. <laughs> uh, no. What? No. No. Not at all. Sorry, Anna. No, I'm not Maybe offended. once upon a time, like Love Island days, but not now. But no. not now. Not now. We've moved past it. We have. We're no longer on the island. We're no longer in a villa And then trying to find love, <laughs> scavenging for it. <laughs> and Michael... 
as you said before, you have a lot of female friends. So do you think this is Well, now true? I'm in the hot seat, Matt. <laughs> oh, good luck, brother. <laughs> Look, it's definitely situational. I think some people can and some people can't. Yeah. And I think sometimes because some people think to themselves, I couldn't have a boy-girl friendship, then they shouldn't. And I think people project that onto other yeah. people. I think it's situational. Everyone's different. And sometimes boy-girl friendships work better with specific people as opposed to others, right? I agree. Yeah. Well, I had a conversation before coming in here today with... Magical date girl. <laughs> yes, a magical date girl. She asked, what's the topic you guys are discussing today? And I told her and I said, what's your opinion about Anna and I being friends? Mm. And she said, look, it's completely situational in the fact that she understands that we had like this history. So she said, if I was just friends randomly with this girl and like we hadn't had like a history, it'd be a bit weird. Like, why haven't you played on anything? But with us, like she said, you'd gone on the show, then you'd been- We'd modeled together we'd first. Modeled, yeah, she even said that. She yeah. said you'd modeled together first, you'd gone on a show, you'd then stayed friends while you're in relationships. And she said, she can see the way we are as well. She yeah. said, there's nothing there that- It's very platonic. Yeah, that, that doesn't <laughs> cry that sort of thing. So she said- but she said she'd understand if I was uncomfortable if she was just randomly friends with some guy. Mm. So I was like, yeah, it's like it's completely situational. And I agree yeah. 100% with what she was saying. Yeah. And I mean, I think we've been sold this idea by movies and TV shows that boys and girls, if they're friends, there always has to be this happy ending. Like in the end, they always get together. And so a lot of the time, like you were saying, Michael, yeah, I mean, don't you think maybe that's what's it's because it's what society wants? Like, if you look at the show Friends, it's literally in the title. It's about a bunch of friends, but all of them pretty much sleep together and end up dating. <laughs> right. So, show. I think that society <laughs> romanticized the idea of these friendships becoming more because it's more exciting if it ends up being a love story. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, I saw the reunion that happened kind of recently. And I remember hearing the writers of the show saying that originally a lot of them weren't meant to get together, but it's what the audience really wanted. And like in the final, like they wanted Rachel and Ross to get together, right? Because, yeah, I did. Because, I did. because we all wanted it. <laughs> and, you know, in real life, that's not always what happens. Like mm -hmm. people can just be friends and sex sells, relationship sells, love sells. And so the way that's portrayed is that, yeah, people should get together in the end. I just think that the moment I meet someone, I just know instantly. So if it doesn't happen instantly, I just think- Can't be a slow burn. I just don't think I have a slow burn in me. I know definitely heaps of people do, but with me, it's more instantaneous. Like I've been dating for how, how long? I'm 29. And it's always been an instant thing. It either happens straight away or not at all. And I know a lot of people are the same. I think we crushed a lot of people's uh, hopes and dreams in this episode, Anna. <laughs> their, their little hearts. That are still praying we get if together. If you're listening and you're deeply in love with your friend, just go for it. <laughs> no. No, I was... I was Michael's <laughs> saying people in the wrong direction. I was saying that for people hoping that Anna and I still get together. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> still get so the DMs. <laughs> on that, even on Love Island, the, the narrative that they wanted to tell was that Anna and I were getting together. So... Yeah. Yeah. When Anna first came, they were really pushing me towards Anna. Like everything, like we alluded to on the other episodes about Love Island, they never told you to do anything, but they would push you and steer you in a direction. But mm. yeah, to me, I was just like, I don't think it's there, guys. 
Sorry. Sorry. But yeah. I, yeah, and I remember there was this compatibility test, which I swear was just what they... Absolute baloney. It was baloney. They, <laughs> it, was, it was just where they wanted to sway you it to. It was two producers writing down, oh, let's put them two. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they would be good together. Yeah, and it said that me and you were the most compatible in the house because yeah. they were trying to push us together. Yeah, 100%. I agree. That's what I, I remember talking to the people, the producers in the beach chart, and they kept asking me questions about you and what, what I thought about you. And I was like answering them but i was being honest i'm like there's nothing there like we're just friends yeah i just come to her for advice and vice versa <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got her back she's got my back sort of thing yeah yeah all right so my most recent ex when we broke up and went our own ways one of the last things she said to me was i will never have another girlfriend as long as i maintain the relationship and friendship i have with anna at the moment well, I mean, things are going pretty well with Magical Date Girl, so she doesn't seem to care too much. I think it's just important just to set boundaries in your relationship, but I definitely disagree. I, I think I feel completely comfortable at this friendship and I think you can be with someone that feels comfortable at it too. Yeah. I did everything in my power to let her feel comfortable as well, like encourage her that it's just friendship. So, But at some point, I don't think she could wrap her head around that we were just friends. I think she was looking at every sort of angle she could and honing in on every little thing that made her think that we were even going behind her back. But there was nothing like that at all. I think that she was probably more comfortable with our friendship when I had a boyfriend. And then the moment that I became single, I guess it was kind of a little bit more threatening. Would you say? Yeah, I agree. I definitely saw the The shift shift. in the way she was looking at it. Yeah. I mean, I think when you do have a opposite sex friend so boy girl friendship and a partner there has to be open communication boundaries need to be set and you both have to feel comfortable there needs to be expectations set and I think with your ex because we just started a new podcast I think things also changed like we started spending more time together because we were working on the podcast and that could have potentially made her feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah, 100%. I remember she was like, I don't want you going around to her house, just the two of you and working on the podcast. And I was like, are you serious? We're just working. We literally were working for hours on this, trying to get it up and running. And then I remember I saw another girl who thought it was weird that I'd shower at your house. Like when I'd come from... I mean, it is kind of weird that you shower at my house, Matt. Matt's, I mean, Matt's like, I'm going to go see a girl. Can I have a quick shower? I don't want to use my own water bill. I'm no, like, it's nothing like that. I mean, I don't want to go all the way out to the centre of the universe and then back to like St Kilda. So I'm like, Matt, okay. calls, Matt calls his house the centre of the universe. So that's what he's referring to when he says, I don't want to go back to the centre of the universe. If the centre of the universe is so great, Matt, why don't you shower there? Well, I don't want to go to the centre of the universe and back to, to literally next door to Anna's. Because so. my house is centre. Matt just like will pop over and use my use my water supply. <laughs> yeah, I probably should probably give you some money for your water bill. <laughs> but but look, like you know what? I think for me and you, like it seems odd that anyone would be concerned about it because we know exactly what the relationship is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess that also boils down to communication. Like when you have these types of friendships, communication has to be on point. Like you have to be very clear and you need to make sure everyone's comfortable. Yeah, I agree. I think just communication is really important and trust is really important and you don't want to make your partner feel trapped and you want them to keep living their lives the way they want to live them. So it's important to just give them that space and let them do the things they want to do as well. Amen to that. 
Michael, right. thank you for joining us as our first guest on this podcast. It has been so nice having you here. Obviously, we're all very comfortable with one another, so you're a very great first guest. It's been a treat, brother. Absolute pleasure. It's been really nice to be in here scratching each other's backs <laughs> for just the last the last hour. Can you get it? Can you? <laughs> oh, a little bit lower. A little bit, a little bit to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's a wrap of season one of Where's Your Head At? But Anna, it's actually just the beginning, isn't it? It is. So don't go anywhere because Anna and myself will be recapping Love Island season three. We are diving headfirst into all things Love Island. Matt and I have been in the villa, we know what it's like, and we are going to give you guys the 411 on what's really going on in there. Okay, well, until next season, bye guys. Bye. See you later.